Hey, folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Um, yeah, unfortunately today, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. I guess it depends on your perspective. We do not have Carlos Menares with us today for the show. He is uh, off this week, as I was off last week. And last week, when I was off, Carlos brought in uh, Jeff Rieger. Uh, you know, works for uh, 97 won the ticket, and it's a professional. And I thought, okay, you know, that's uh, that might be tough to beat, bringing in a pro like that. Well, I think I've got that beat. Um, no, no, no offense, Jeff. I'm sorry. And not that Jeff's going to listen ever again. Probably he just want to listen to himself and he's going to move on. But, uh, but I think we have that beat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we have that beat. Um, Mark Fellhauer is here from, uh, well, Mark, d- go ahead and introduce yourself because you're the co-host and producer of three different shows. Yeah. You're a man about town. You're a, re- a Renaissance man, a handsome a rock, man. A, a rock and rock and tour. No, I'm not a yeah, rock and tour. Rock and tour, rock and tour rock, not a rack and tour. Rocket scientist, uh, uh, a former sports guy, right? So, uh, you know what you're talking about a little bit, a long time Detroit radio personality. How about that? You want to specifically rattle off your show so we can kind of take care of that. Sure. Business? Yeah, might as well plug them. Uh, the Drew and Mike show, the Drew and Mike podcast. That's every day. Um, the No BS News Hour with Charlie Liduff. That's twice a week. And of course, ML Elric, Solo Detroit with ML Elric and Sean Windsor. I mean, that's the star there. My, my first question is, at what level am I going? Am I going for Carlos level or Rieger level? Well, in terms of the the velvety pipes, um, you know, probably the Rieger level. And just, and just oh, the, prof- the professionalism, the timing. All of that all right. sort of thing. I guess that's rigor level. If you want to go for the for the inane takes, you know the I uh, love inane. I'm great at inane takes. Then, uh, then I guess go for the Carlos level. What do you think? All right, that's what I'm going for. I'm I'm, I'm Carlos today. Okay, well, if you're Carlos today, let's let's start. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Lions. Uh, obviously, Mark. I'm going to take a break and come back and talk about Michigan. We can talk more Lions. I mean, it's uh, it's as good a story as we what they're doing right now is as good a story as we've had in our sports world in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, them get went beating Ohio State last year, winning the Big Ten, getting to the college football playoff. That's a great story. But I, I, and you tell me what you think of this. I'm going to stop you right here. Will it be a great story if they lose the next three? No, it won't. But for the last couple of weeks, I would contend there's been a meme fest all over social media for Lions fans all over the country, particularly Southeastern Michigan, uh, a buoyancy to people out and about when you're, when you're, I hear, I hear Lions talk everywhere and I live in Ann Arbor and I hear more Lions talk right now than I do Michigan talk, which is, I know that's anecdotal, but uh, you know, and uh, there are also some people in Ann Arbor, Mark, you know, this cause you grew up here who secretly don't like Michigan football. You know, the counterculture type. Because right? it do- but, dominates the city. Yeah, 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 count- yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, but in all seriousness, w- what's your take on, um, I mean, you're out and about, you're on a, you're on the, the podcast, you're, you're talking to the people from time to time. What's your take on what's happening? I would say shock. <laughs> I think everyone is shocked at what happened. Not necessarily, I, I, you know, sports, everything's about expectations. And I think the expectation for this Lions team coming in was, seven wins and look at where we are we're at seven wins but those expectations change when you start one and six and it's like blow them all out get them out of here fire them all and so i mean you win six out of seven games it's just like wow this this is fun i mean when sean when was the last time lions football was fun i would say what 2014 maybe i would i would say because i I know they won the playoffs what twice after that i want or no once after that i want to say they lost to seattle i think Yes, um, in, yeah, in, that 2016. In, in, mm-hmm. But that that wasn't a fun year. They kind of they kind of backed in toward the end no. and struggled no. struggled the end of that regular season. No, 2014 they were they were fun, but they were fun in a different way. Mark that that was a star laden team, right? I mean, Matthew Stafford was a star. Calvin Johnson was a superstar. And Dominican Sue, Dominican Sue was his, mm-hmm. probably the best interior defensive lineman in the game. At that, I mean, just a dominant player. But well, 2014, though, I mean, remember, I think that that was Caldwell's first year, right? So there's a lot of similarities in my mind where, wow, look at what this team can become. We're just, you know, second year of Dan Campbell. Look what this team might be able to do. And I think that's what was exciting about 2014, besides the fact that we were 11 and five, that, oh, here's more hope for the future, which is what all Lions fans love is hope, right? They do. They want the future. The only thing I would contend, I think it's easy to forget this, toward the end of that season, especially after they lost to the Cowboys, and so many folks were upset with the non-pass interference call on Mm -hmm. 
Brandon Pettigrew over Brandon the middle, Pettigrew. right? And then and then well. all the Stafford haters were like, well, look, he missed uh was it Johnson or somebody was was open yeah, in another yeah. part of the field. I, but I, got, I got news for those people. You can do that to every quarterback on every play. You sure can. And we don't we don't want to go ahead and rehash that game per se. But I think the uh one of the un, one of the currents that year, late that year, Mark, was that Sue was going to be a free agent. It was going to be really difficult to keep him. And that the, and if they did keep him, they were going to have so much money wrapped in those three players with, with Calvin and, uh, and, and Stafford, if they re-signed Sue, that how are they going to round out the roster? And that, and that was to me, really the only difference this team has, a, it's got four rookies starting on defense, right? This team has mm-hmm. a lot more young guys and it seems like the talent level lines up better with the contracts and the sour cap. And you pair that with what Holmes is show Brad Holmes, the general manager, has shown he can do in the draft so far. They the have first depth. two, right? Yeah, he's so that depth. that's what mm-hmm. feels a little bit different to me. They don't quite have the well, star power of that team. I, I was just going to say you you mentioned all the star power on that other team, the 2014 team. Who's the star on this team? I kind of like it. There's no like who is the superstar? Aiden Hutchinson, a rookie. I mean, is he's it, is he's, it golf? Is it Amon Ra? I, I mean, I, yeah, Amon Ra is probably there best player relative to the position Talent-wise. Yeah. yeah oh without a doubt without to, a doubt. to the position but you know is he ever going to be a superstar receiver I, you know are people going to be wearing his jersey outside of this market no probably probably no. not probably that's the not. Me- I mean, that's the measure of a superstar jameson williams could maybe get there right i mean who knows i mean <laughs> one game i mean <laughs> but he's got the kind of electric ability whether that translates consistently sure. we'll see but but the, it, you it, know who the superstar of this team is dan can Campbell yep. period full stop. I mean, no he question. is the face of the franchise right now. It's a little weird having a coach be the face of the franchise. It will in the NFL in the college in, in at the college. college level, yeah. Cause they're it, there longer. Yeah. yeah. The coaches are the, are the face, right? Generally. Um, but at the NFL level, you're right. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick, I guess would be the, the best example, but even he was playing, you know, he was coaching a team with probably the biggest star in the NFL. Right. So yeah. 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 You know, you know, it's funny because you're, you're you're talking about the feeling from the fans' perspective and how we're kind of maybe absorbing this. I think last week against the Jets is a prime example where, you know, my first thought after the 51 yard touchdown of Brock Wright is, oh my gosh, there's too much time on the clock. The Jets are just gonna eat prevent defense up and kick a field goal tight, and they almost did. And if you want to say same old Lions, same old Lions would have been the Jets just score on that drive and they lose in, in just a laughable fashion. But there's something weird to see the fact that they actually stopped that drive and they didn't get the field goal. I, as a fan of, of Alliance, I just don't remember the last time that happened where, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to score and win the game now. The other team just doesn't automatically get the field goal. Where the Lions get the breaks, right? It, it, it was funny because I wrote about Good, this. Uh, I you wrote did about write, this. It was a great point. Good teams get breaks. Right, they 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 do get breaks, and it was setting up as the same old lines. I mean, I hate to use that it phrase. Was. It was. I you hate that phrase. Zach Wilson, who's been struggling all year, was benched uh, for Mike White, and Mike White gets hurt. Zach Wilson comes back because he's alienated from his teammates a little bit. I don't know for, you know, how how overblown or not all that is. In any case, he converts a fourth. He's terrible. And eight. He's okay. terrible. He's not he, a good quarterback. No, he's not good. But he converted a fourth and eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right, that same play, that fourth and eighteen, with however many seconds left. Is converted to uh, I, I'm trying to remember Elijah Moore maybe is the receiver is yeah, it Elijah sounds, Moore who, sounds about right yeah he's on the team who mm-hmm. caught the pass gets down under the turf with one second left and uh, Robert Sala the Jets coach calls the timeout to me that's setting up a St. old line you convert yeah. a fourth and eighteen and you there's one second left so you even get to attempt the field goal right how many fans back in Michigan I was at that game in New York how many fans or New Jersey how many fans. Back here, we're going, oh, my God, here we go again. I can't believe they're going to get this, have a chance at this field goal. I, I think if you're older, yeah, everybody felt that way. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I just, I, that's just how they've been for decades and decades, except for a few years here or there, sprinkled here or there. Um, it, you know, it, it was really interesting looking back, going back to this one in six start. What what games do you remember from the one in six start? Do, is there any Is there any games that pop out in your head? Yeah, several of them, and 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 because there's two, there's two that pop out in my head. Well, I'll tell you the first one, and and I remember um, this very vividly. And I was, I don't know if I told this to Carlos or not. He might dispute this, but I told it to somebody. It was the opening game against Philadelphia in the second half, and I remember, um, 
thinking, wow, this team looks different. And even though they lost that game, I may have even written that afterwards. Like, and I've written, I wrote that a couple of times during that one and six uh, stretch. And I think Carlos did too, to his credit that this, they did, even though they were losing, they looked different. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounded crazy to say, but I remember thinking that against the Eagles, to be honest with you. I'm like, wow, this team looks like they might be pretty good. See, that's the unbiased sports sports reporter answer. Because from a fan's perspective, the two games that stick out are the Patriots, where they came out and just laid an egg and did nothing and got dominated by a not very good New England Patriots. And the Vikings? No, the Cowboys right after the bye week. And they got blown out on the road. Right? So you, I'm Oh, uh, no, I was at that game. It wasn't a blowout. See, that's the thing. In your fan memory, it probably was. It was very disappointing coming off that bye week, but those two games back to back. And then after that, that um, Cowboys game, they're one in five. And it's like, yeah, okay. This team is just not very good. Let's maybe, maybe four wins. Can we get back to four wins again? But even in that Cowboys game, what I remember of that Cowboys game. And again, maybe it's the difference between looking at it from a fan's perspective and a sports writer's perspective. I remember um, Josh Pascal, the defensive uh, lineman made his debut. Mm-hmm. He'd been hurt mm-hmm. and looked good, made some plays. And you're like, oh, wow, another young guy. Um, and I also remember Jamal Williams fumbling yeah. at the goal line in the, yeah. I want to say the fourth quarter, yeah, which would have given it, the Lions the lead. The lead. And, and I then, really uh, believe if they score there, I think they win that game. I just, they they played well up until that point. They didn't move the, Dallas is really good defensively. They didn't move the ball a lot, right? But, but that, that that fumble and then the Cowboys ending that game with the two touchdowns, that's same old Lions, right? So that that's no, kind of. No, for sure. But, but the blowout, I mean, that's a little deceiving to say, right? Because they. They were at the one yard line with a chance to take what, how much I don't remember how much time was left at that point in the fourth. I quarter. don't either know, but it was in the fourth quarter and um, and they played well. I'm like, wow, this this team is really really competing, you know, because you, I think a lot of people have, thought they'd get blown out from the start. But you have back to back games where they lost a combined fifty three to six, right? So it's kind of dismal. They're one and five. So then I was looking back at these other games. It's like, you know, what they almost beat the Eagles. They were within, you know, beating the Vikings and the Seahawks. And one of the old adages I hate with sports, but it's true, is a team has to learn how to win, right? It is true. Like, like people say that cliche over and over and over. And I'm like, well, these are professionals. They they know how to win. But when you take all those individuals together and make a team, yeah, they got to figure out how to win. And you know what? It clicked with them somewhere where they learned, like, okay, this is what we need to do. That and firing the defensive back coach and totally rearranging the, how the defensive structure is. That's the X's and O's aspect of it. But it's, it's, you know what? They were on that precipice. Now, that being said, they're seven and seven. I don't know how excited I should get. And is this, is this my wounds as a Lions fan to not get excited for the last three games? I, I would say so. I was thinking about that too, because they could, they could very easily lose all three of them, right? I mean, Oh yeah, it's no, not I easy. It's... I mean, it's this is a cliche too, but it's really hard to win in the league, and the and the, the teams aren't that far apart. Most of I them, feel right? like every team is seven and seven. You know, there's sure there's a there's a ten and, and four here, and a they're four playing and ten Carolina. There. They're playing a Car- they're playing a Charlotte at the Carolina. They're playing against the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers Saturday, right? And mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, and they have been competitive. Yeah, with a lot up, of t- they just upset somebody, didn't they? Yeah, last they week? did. I can't remember off the top of my head. They they lost. They lost. I think they lost to Pittsburgh, but maybe the week before they upset somebody. Oh, Seattle. Didn't Seattle. They, they, they yeah. upset Seattle and the Broncos back to back. So yeah, so th- they're competitive. And then Chicago. I know it's at Ford Field, but Justin Fields is making plays. I mean, they 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 went toe to toe with Philly. Well, this, so that this that, past Sunday, right? That's the mark of how good. The, I mean, these three games is going to show us how good they are. They lose to Carolina. I'm kind of okay with that in a weird sort of way. Like they're on the road. They've got, you know, what was it? Six out of the last seven games. The NFL tells you that's a loss for them. But you got two division rivals, one at home, one on the road. I expect them to beat those two teams. They're better than the Bears. They're better than the Packers. We know who they are. We know those teams. So why wouldn't they be nine and eight? Well, Lambeau Field, January. uh Meh. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is not my played, age. not played well, but you know, is he going to be due for a game at some point? I mean, that's the that's the thing. I I wondered that about the Jets uh, game, to be honest with you. You know, Zach Wilson gets benched, he comes back. Is he going to play well? And he didn't he didn't play well. And he threw a terrible interception, but he also you know, part of this was a breakdown defensively in the, on the line secondary. You know, but he completed what four deep, fairly deep mm-hmm. passes, deep to mm-hmm. fairly deep passes. And it's the kind of game where you're thinking, oh, you know, he's going to make a couple throws and he's feeling better. Then the teammates are like, oh, maybe, 
you know, maybe he's changed uh, and figured some things out in his three-week layoff or whatever it was. So I, I, I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit of that Sunday, uh, last Sunday against the Jets, and yet they still managed to win the game, which is that's what's rare to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're fun. They're making they're making the NFL fun in December, which once again, when was the last time? It's been years. No, it feels, yeah, for, it feels like an eternity. Uh, yeah, 2014, because I think the year they played Seattle, I don't think that December was very fun. I think they were losing. Was did yeah. Stafford hurt one of his finger, his pinky finger? I'm trying to remember. He, I think it was a year was he had an injury. Something? Yeah, maybe it was. It was something, and it, it affected his throwing a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Stafford liked to play through everything or whatever he could, but I don't remember that December being fun at all. I think this is I, fun in a very that, new way, a very yeah. very new way. Stafford makes me think of how many people thought that that draft pick would be a better draft pick than what the Lions actually earned on the field, right? Because we get the Rams draft pick and they're terrible this year. Nobody thought that would be the pick ahead of the Lions pick. No, no, for sure. It's um, it's the, the way things are working out. And I know there's lots of PTSD that's still out there. Like you said, yeah, you're, you, you're having a lot of fun. You're excited. On the other hand, you're like, eh, there's still the Lions at seven and seven. Wouldn't it be like them to win the next two and then lose at Green Bay and not get in with nine wins, right? Because that's certainly possible. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Nobody's playing better than this team right now, but I'm I'm not even sold that they're a playoff team, quote-unquote, right? Do you think you they're a playoff team? You mean playoff-level team, like the level of their play? Yeah. I do. You do? I do. Okay. I've actually thought that for a while. I, I and When I think about who, who they – would have no chance against in the NFC playoffs. I, I, the 49ers. Yeah. I think, I think they could play with the Eagles. They already did once. And I know it was, yeah. at, it was at Ford field. It'd probably be different there. And obviously it would be, it would be in Philly, but to me, the 49ers are a much tougher matchup, even though they're not nearly as good offensively as Philadelphia. It's their defense. It's the best defense in the NFC, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just a physically dominant defense. It's- that's what the and, NFL wants is parity. And, and we've got it. seen that. I mean, we saw it's, that in New York. New York is not quite as good as San Francisco defensively, and they were missing their best lineman and, and Williams. But um to me, that wouldn't be a good a very good matchup. No. Uh-uh. If they got if they got if they had to go to San Francisco. Well, they've already achieved more this year than I ever thought they would. So as a fan, I'm happy. I'll take yeah, it. You you like the way they're I mean, what what's your sense though of just the 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 buzz out there what do you feel i mean are you texting with your father oh yeah your your relatives your your pals i mean what buddies yeah we all have a string you know and the the, the group me messages thing and yeah it's it's it it has gone from um well yeah haha lions again you know they lost they found another way to lose to honestly holy shit like what is going (laughs) on here this is not how this team has played and you know what of course it's not because this team's different every team's different from the team before them matt um, um, campbell is is dan campbell is not responsible for matt patricia's regime regime can't speak today Regime. regime he's not but yet he has to pay for those sins in our minds because that was so awful it's not fair to him but no it's it's not that's why he gets the big bucks no, it's not. I mean, we saw the way that they played for him late last year, and you're you're thinking, okay, maybe there's something to that. On the other hand, in the larger context of the franchise, you're like, okay, then no, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But the but the truth is, looking back, it kind of did, right? I mean, the, the way I, I think it did the way they. Well, I think their, that's that whole learning how to win aspect. That too, mean. that too, but the way they play for him. It's funny because I, I was listening to a, a national show recently and they were talking about the Lions kind of winning almost despite Dan Campbell because some of the decisions a lot of fans love to pick, sure. the, pick the clock management, the sure. play calling. Mm-hmm. You know, he kicked a field goal against the Jets. That was the latest. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but yeah. And, you know, I wrote about that actually in one of the game columns, the idea that he was giving up 16 yards of field position and, you know, trying to figure out the math of that and I understand that part of it, but the truth is the reason they're winning is because of him. Yeah. The tone, right? It, it mm-hmm. is. And, the, and, and well, and Brad Holmes, the, the talent that he's, that he's bringing in. So it's, it's the, the two of them, but I well, want to, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was just going to say, remember, you know, um, just thinking back to past coaches, uh, Jim Schwartz, right? Real tough guy and kind of rub players the wrong way. So you bring in a player's coach and Jim Caldwell, right? 
The players loved him, but you know what? Nine and seven is not good enough. So now you're bringing another tough guy on the surface, Matt Patricia. Players hated him. They did not like him, period. Now you have a guy who's tough as hell, and the players like him and respect him because he played the game. And it's that combination, man. That's a hard combination to find. And I, I hope, I hope he can keep going forward on it. But do you, I mean, you, you would know the answer to this better than I would. Does he, he seems to let his coordinators coordinate. No, he does for sure. But he's also involved. You know, he called the plays last year for a little bit after he, he fired yep. uh, Anthony Lynn, his offensive coordinator. That was out of necessity, right? It, it was, know, but I, th- I think he's Johnson's got good, caught up. Yeah, exactly. But I think he's got a good offensive mind and enough to identify Johnson one for one thing to promote him as the tight ends coach, a young guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's, I think he's, he's known lot. him for a while. Yeah, he has. I, I think he's got a good offensive mind. I think that's, and he, he, he's not one that's going to take credit. But I think there's a lot of substance to him. And Carlos and I have talked about this before on the podcast and, and just in conversation at games and so forth. There's, it's easy to sort of say, you know, because of the whole kneecap biting, uh, biting kneecaps press conferences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at him in a certain way, but he's got he's got some some decent, more than decent substance to him. And if he didn't, the players wouldn't respect and love him or, sure. or, or like him the way they do, right? So sure, yeah, you know. I want to ask you something else about Dan Campbell that uh, Carlos and Jeff talked about last week that has to do with the same old lines, but we need to take a quick break. We get back to that. I'll ask you the question and then eventually we'll get to your Michigan Wolverines. What a tease. Who's the real broadcaster here? No, That's a great no, no, tease. no. Well, thank you. That, that means a lot coming for you, but let's, <laughs> I'm let's, teased. Uh, let's, yeah, let's pay a couple of bills and we'll be right back with more free press sports with Carlos and Sean. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carl Shashan. Uh, God, Mark, that was that was. Um, I don't even know how to describe that. That was uh, that was like real, radio, yeah, real radio, real podcasting. I'm not <laughs> I'm not used to that level. <laughs> Carlos could obviously say the same. You know, having Jeff in place of me. What this leads me to believe is that the Free Press needs to spend a little bit of money and let you and Jeff do the podcast for us. Right? It sounds sounds like an employee and not a boss. <laughs> Does that is that? Uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah, that's I got probably, plenty of time. I got plenty of time. To yeah. Do I, stuff. Yeah. No, I know. you do. I think that, I think that's the way we need to go. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to, let's, let's get to this question because I was thinking about this, listening to the last week's episode with, with Carlson, and Jeff, they were talking about how much Dan Campbell truly understood the lion's culture, not, not the organization's culture. I mean, he played, he understands that, but the lion's culture in the larger culture of the fan base and what the team means to this area and to those who grew up here who scattered all over the United States who love this team and the decade after decade after decade of losing, you know, the one playoff win in, you know, 60 plus years, uh, wasting a career, Barry Sanders, all that, all those sort of, you know, lines, cliches, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and just how much he understands the uh, sort of unrequited love and the pain and, and, and all of that. Carlos sort of has not bought into that from the start. And he tapped in and he actually um, tapped into a, a line Campbell said in the last couple of weeks where he referenced the losing the last 20 years. And Carlos was trying to pick at that in the podcast last week, because the losing obviously goes a lot more back than that. I think personally, he stopped the 20 years because that's roughly getting back to the end of Barry well, Sanders. Knows. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then to me, if you say 30, 40 years, they won some in the 90s. They won a little bit with with Barry Sanders. Not consistently, but that was arguably their best decade in the last six, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I think he was just being politic and smart not to not to rip into the, the best the, the best player in franchise history. So to me, that was him just being smart. He understands that the losing overall is is six decades. But so here's my question to you. How well, much- plus, I mean, I, I got to say for your audience, I mean, I'm 46, right? Most people are going to remember the last 20 years. Like, yeah, I think no, 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 for sure. I, that was an, it was an odd thing. I, I thought oh. it was, a, and, and it, it was the one time when I thought I wish I was not off and I was on the podcast because Carlos, I I think completely missed that one. Uh, I'll do respect, Carlos. Sorry. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I don't think. Can I don't I think he was thinking this, that. So what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it that hard to understand the culture of a team or a city? I mean, how long does it really take? 
It it doesn't. And Carlos's point has always been, well, he didn't play for you know one of the seasons he played. He missed most of it because he was hurt. And the next, I think, you know, he did play the next season. He was around for the O and sixteen. But that he's got some idea that players don't aren't part of the community in some way or don't absorb anything. And it, but Campbell is clearly an observant person and observant of human nature. It's it's one of the things that's making him uh, so far a pretty good coach, right? So yeah, I'm just curious, what, what's your sense of that? What, what do you think? Do you think he understood this? Because he said he has. Well, first off, he's played here. So I think he would understand that to a small degree. And then when you're the head coach, isn't it kind of your job to understand the history and the culture of the fan base? I mean, I, I think it is. What Does every coach do that? I don't know. Um, but we've talked about this before. Are, are teams that different? Are, are teams that different around this country? I mean, to a small degree, like we don't have the, there's teams that have winning traditions, right? The Steelers, the Patriots, there's that, but I mean, how different are we from the, from Cleveland? Um, we're different from Cleveland in this, in the, to me, there's a, there's a very specific way we're different than Cleveland. Their pain. They lost their franchise. They did lose their franchise. So that's one. And then they got it back. So that that's another, but they're, the overall arc of that franchise, uh, again, kind of like a, like the Lions because they had a lot of winning back before the Super Bowl era with Jim with Jim Brown, mm-hmm. which is when the Lions were winning. Well, you know, it's right. So they were kind of winning in the uh, before the the in the pre Super Bowl era too. But to me, the biggest difference is in the Super Bowl era, the Browns have had some uh, famous, uh, memorable playoff runs that have ended in just agony. Disaster, yeah, the fumble, the drive. Right, right, right. So their pain is there's, it's connected to the larger sort of NFL fandom of this country. And the Lions are not. There's nothing about the Lions that has ever been, oh, boy, poor Lions, right? It's not, there's no, it's like the Bills, you know, getting to the Super Bowl and, and the wide, and the, the the wide right, they're missing the field goal. I, I guess, I guess, out. what I it's, mean though, it's is... different. It's just different. There's nobody quite like the Lions in that way, and the the pain is not known on a national level. It's it's not romanticized like the Cubs before they won a World Series or the Red Sox. Okay, that's a fair point. I I just think that you kind of know what a team. I I don't think it's that hard to live in an area and find out what a team means to that city or that metro area. You know, no, for most I, teams. I, I mean, no, nobody, I don't in, in LA, nobody cares about those teams, but he's in new Orleans. I mean, everything in new Orleans is the saints. No, they love the saints. You know, there. no, they, the, the Miami's an aloof area where he was too, but the dolphins have a very good stronghold on that area. You know, not like the, the Miami heat don't, even though they won championships because football's different. I, I don't, I just don't think it's that hard to learn about a culture and what a, a team means to a city. No, I don't either. And you know, the other thing too is I think the the owner, the the excuse me, the Ford family's owned it for so long. So there are things here that he was familiar with. And I'm curious. This is, I guess, my real question to you. Do you do you think that they may have finally found? You were talking about the earlier the combination of being tough and also understanding and being able to relate to players and and what a great combination that is. Do you think the other part of this equation for him is that he does understand that he did play here yeah the way he has talked he's yeah. used his press conference sometimes to say almost like i feel your pain he hadn't said that directly but he yeah. kind of has you know even even this even a couple of days ago uh, he was on the Owen 16 team i think he understands the pain he was and even now you know it's sunday after the game he was talking about he knew his players were had been tied a little bit right They'd been playing free all year. They had nothing to lose. And all of a sudden, that New York game was the first time where there was an expectation and they had a chance to get to 500. And if they win that, then the playoff chase is real, like really real. And he sensed his team. He talked to him about it at halftime. Hey, what, you know, we're playing not to lose when we still don't have anything to lose. So he's, he's really great at tapping into that. But your, your thought on that part of this, the, the larger, is this a guy who's coming in and he just happens to be the right guy who understands this area and this team and its place in it? I think, oh boy, maybe I'm a little cynical there. I think it's just a lot of luck, right? Because we've had coaches here before that match what the city feels, right? Blue collar, tough, grinded out kind of guys. We've had that here before that we just had it with Matt Patricia. Like that's what he portrayed. I think that, I think he was a total phony. Yeah, he was. No, that really, was different. No, and I'm not talking about tapping into the blue collar nature. It's just the the, but, the, you know what I mean. 
but what well but what understanding a fan yes and what they've been through and um and what this this I, this that's means a, that's a personality thing right you have to care first of all and i think he cares i think he just is that intense about a game a sport that it's like come on like he's he's just he's a leader right where then you have and not i'll pick on patricia i don't care he just seemed to be more of an elitist cerebral type outwardly he looked like a tough guy right but i think he i don't know if he really gave a shit I, oh sorry i don't know if he really cared about what people thought about him and if he won it'd be great but he lost and so it just kind of egg on his face i don't know i think i think some of that stuff is just so uh, I, I don't know. I think I think it's that's how people are looking to explain success, right? Is that oh he quote unquote gets it. I when it when it comes to football, he has a good staff, he's got talent, and the players like him, right? No, no, those and that's why they're if, winning. If no, you took this no, franchise no question. So let's say you swapped a franchise like they did, what were the Rams and the and the Colts swapped owners once? If you were to swap a franchise, I, I just think I think another group of people could understand. The history of a team. I just don't think it matters that much when Sunday rolls around. Does it matter Monday through Saturday when you're talking to the press? Sure, absolutely. That that matters because you're talking to the fans. But success on the field, I don't know if it does. No, I'm with you on the on the field. There's no question that the talent, the strategy, and relating to players and motivating that's players. paramount. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's it, right? That's mm -hmm. that's the thing. The other stuff to me is kind of a bonus. But it, it's just interesting that he. He seems to have uh, tapped into to, to some things here. You're right. If if he weren't, if they were one in whatever of uh, thirteen right now, people would say he. It wouldn't matter. It. Yeah, no, he'd be <laughs> fighting for his job, right? It wouldn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. just wouldn't matter. You're absolutely right. So, I just uh, I, I just think it's interesting that he seems to have a pretty good handle, and um, I just think that I think it makes it more fun. Well, I think makes, that's I think well, that's part of the fun. You know what? The guy is fun. Right. He's a fun guy and he and he works for the people of this area and the in and, and the fans of this team, right? The tough guy who is taking the struggling uh, franchise forward. Now if Mike McDaniel was quarterback was the coach here, if we hired Mike McDaniel Daniel instead of the Dolphins hiring him, would it have that same feeling? I don't think so. I mean he's just a different type of guy. He works he works better in Miami because he's, you know, younger and just seems a little more flashier. It's just, I, it's one of those things I think where you look for ways to connect success you do. back to the area. No, you do. And what's interesting about him too, and we, and we need to get to move on and get to Michigan here. But what the other thing is interesting about him, you're talking about the tough guy and the connect and the blue collar. At the same time, you know, you you hear. Um, I don't hey, know if full, you saw. Full, full disclosure, I, I did not like a lot of his introductory press conference because I thought it was a lot of rah rah BS stuff. And you didn't think it was real. I. Hmm. You're probably right. I probably just thought, oh, gosh, this is more. Yeah. I mean, you know I, what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Rod Marinelli came in and that was kind of a lot of tough talk. And it's like, OK, it, we've it was. But there's but there's something about Campbell that I think was fairly clear. He lives it. Well, not just that he there's a and Carlson. I've talked about this again, you know, getting past the, the way he looks, maybe to some degree and the way he sounds sometimes. He, there's a worldliness about him that's really yeah. interesting. That's really interesting. He and we heard that in the quote from the linebackers coach. Um, his name is escaping me. Right? Is it Shepard? Yeah, th yeah. I can't remember either. Yeah, but why, I, I know why, can't, why can't I yeah. think of this? It's a terrible podcast because he's a linebacker. Because he's a linebacker. That I didn't have this uh, to tip my tongue. <laughs> I know I've you know talked to him before. We had this great quote about he was worried. You know, he's trying to get into the coaching and he has dreadlocks and they're mm -hmm. down past his shoulder. And he was worried about, you know, hey, is this gonna is this gonna be an issue? Do I need to look a certain way? And Dan Campbell's like, no, you're not gonna cut your hair, right? Mm -hmm. Be you. You're, you're gonna come be you, and and so that that's part of who this guy is too. And again, yeah. if he does, if he's not winning, none of it matters. But when you're winning, maybe some of that does matter a little bit, also, right? Just that that kind of openness. I, I can tell you the time. Um when it hit me where oh no this is this is this is dan campbell he believes all this stuff and that's great is when on hard knocks he went down that metallica thing about the train when he was reading the lyrics <laughs> do you remember that i do because that was so nonsensical like what he was saying <laughs> but it's like 
oh, this guy just really loves Metallica, as do I, and really loves this song and wanted to make it a connection. So it's like, yeah, he is living this mantra. He really wants to eat kneecaps. That's not just a saying. That's really that's a mentality. You know, I, that that's when it clicked for me because that the Metallica thing is so nonsensical that it's like, oh boy, this this is a this is a belief system. I like this guy. No, and, and look, and again, if if they lose the last three and then they go five hundred next year, whatever, he's going to fight for his job, and none of this will matter, right? And they'll be on to the next well, regime. Hey, sports, it's it's, it's so brutal, finite, it's, right? Yeah, and, and, and it's brutal that way, and it really does come down to winning. I mean, it, in the NFL, you got to win, or the, or or it, the rest is just it's noise and stories. Good. And, and the, my the my wish narratives that we look my, for. My Christmas wish for all Lions fans is to not overanalyze this team and just enjoy the games. Because they've been a lot of fun, right? Everything they here are, on out, the, the next three games is all gravy now. No, for, exactly. And they are fun, and and he's fun. And I've thought a little bit about <laughs> the way our world is right now. And you and I talk about this on our other podcast a lot and, and our differences and our inability to sort of understand each other in, in some level. And I, I sometimes I've been thinking about this with Campbell lately, and not that he needs to ever be a politician, or, but I think one of the things that's appealing about him, again, the winning that he's got to win, is that what we just mentioned, that he seems to be able to connect and be open with and curious about all sorts of kind of people. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that's part of the appeal. I mean, obviously, the well, if he's losing, he's not. And, and and I think that's kind of a, a, a refreshing thing in the larger context of our society. Not to put too much on. Let me ask. Shoulders. Well, okay. Now you're, now you're going to go into societal questions. So I'm going to I'm going to bring this up, and and not because of, of the race issue of it. Um, Jim Caldwell, great guy, came across a little aloof. I mean, you you have a different relationship with him, and and reporters do in general than than a fan like me. Came across as kind of aloof, very nice, but kind of aloof. If Dan Campbell has those nine and seven and nine and seven seasons because he is this outwardly gregarious guy, does he get fired for something else? Like That's Caldwell a good did? question. No, there are a lot of folks, and I remember hearing from readers when he did get fired, and and I remember defending that firing in the end because your you know your goal is you and hearing more. from reader and hearing from readers, especially uh, black readers who were not happy with me. And uh, but forget me, weren't happy with the Lions, right? And and mm -hmm. wondered if he would have gotten a, a, a different kind of look uh a extended kind of look if you were white and that's a fair question i think that's a fair question but but i'm i'm thinking more personality wise that's also a good question i think i think we all know in life that um if you if you're just solid at what you do and most of us are just solid at what we do right we're just we're just competent we're solid at what we do if you speak, are speak for yourself it, well you're you're obviously great at what you do but if you're That's if funny. you're if you're also um easy to get along with mm -hmm. and you don't make much noise and you just kind of do your thing and you're accessible when you need to be and you you don't talk crap right you don't gossip i mean just all the kind of things you think about in a workplace office and i know that the offices and that work culture is changing but it, in in that way you're just a, a decent thoughtful person on top of being just a you know nice solid uh pro or whatever it is you're doing yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot more rope but I'm I, I think about, that's true in everything don't you uh well but but in regards to a coach of any team there's a little bit of politicking with the public and how you no are question. perceived by that and dan campbell is perceived i think as being and rightfully so this fun loving you know, comes across as a meathead. We know he's more cerebral than that, but boy, what a, what a fun guy. Um, and you know, Caldwell was, yeah, there's, there's a nice older gentleman, <laughs> but he doesn't have the fire to get us past nine and seven, like Dan Campbell would, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to wonder if, if he had that record, those records in a row, would, would he be fired? No, because I think the public likes him a little more and maybe right. that maybe maybe that goes back to the expectation thing too because we expect more out of those late caldwell teams coming full circle back to his first year where they were 11 and 5 and in the playoffs well that was the thing you know he, he had a similar running the Colts. expect right? him he to got, be better got mm -hmm. to the super bowl right away and then it kind of it's hard when you're so good to the, right away and then you but look how then, wrong we all were 
and then you slip. Yeah, like no, after him. I'll no, I, I, I think there's probably some truth to what you're saying with, with, with Caldwell. And I just think as a rule in, in society, um, in this country anyway, that, uh, it, that's also true. Yeah. You know, people are a lot more willing to forgive your mistakes. Uh, if you struggle for a bit, if you, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you, 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 you're, I'm, you know, well, I'm not a very good example cause I'm never very good, but my point but, is perception, perception of the individual is what matters. Absolutely. It does. And that depends on how you carry yourself and how you sound, the tone of your voice, all of that. There's but no, so, but, and, but that's half of it. The other half is how it's received. And you know, you can't control that. No, it's true. And, and as a segue to Michigan, this is, this is actually a good segue to Michigan just for a second. If we're going to talk you. about, if we're talking about courts, coaches, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, right? <laughs> another one i was wrong on yeah you know no, no seriously though i mean he's i mean obviously you got to win at michigan too but but uh, he's perceived a certain kind of way in part because of how he is and how he presents himself in, fr in front of the public in a way and i have I, I think he's different with his players and with families mm -hmm. and recruits but um you know part of the reason he was taking a lot of heat there for well it's because of losing but uh but also because of the way he comes across people think he's quirky right well, and that quirkiness, that was fun in the beginning, right? When he's, oh, he's spending the night at Quinn Nordine's house or he's climbing a tree with David Long or what, whatever these antics were. He's got his shirt off. He's taking him to Europe. I mean, that that was great, but he didn't win, right? So that's well, well, not enough. He was winning. He, he, he wasn't he not losing seasons. It's not sure. Right? But something was off. Like, it's not in the end. It wasn't what fans expected. No, and they kept getting, I mean, other than the early uh, the the really tough loss against Ohio State in sixteen, 16 with the fourth down yeah. with the fourth down play um, with JT Barrett. Other than that, you know, I, maybe call. they maybe they competed one other time, but for the most part, at the end of the games, they were getting run off the field by Ohio State. So that was mm -hmm. that's maybe when you said you were wrong. Maybe that's what you were thinking about. Are they ever going to be good enough to compete? Well, I don't know if the, you remember at the, the top one, tier. The one thing that drove me nuts about him was why is it that all these coaches are leaving every single year like why is jed fish why is tyrone wheatley leaving why are these coaches just leaving and the word was they don't like this micromanager breathing over their shoulder and by all accounts from what i understand is you know when biff poji came in he said look don't stop doing that i will sit in the meetings you got to be a little more hands-off be the head coach be the president of this team let let us handle we obviously want your input but you gotta back off and boy that seemed to work for the last two years there's no question. One one thing I, I whether he's got you know, a weird personality. Well, I don't, I don't know about weird. It's it's just it's weird. A, I mean, to you're me. gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. He's his own personality. I would just say one of the one of the things I have respected about him the most is his willingness to change. Right. Mm -hmm. He's always looking for you know, and maybe you can criticize that too. Hey, find a system and stick with it. What's I love change. What's, change is good. No, and he he's done it with his staff with the the strategy on offense on defense constantly looking and trying to get better and figure it out. And I have always respected that about him. I think it's one of the reasons he's such a good coach and he's a really, really good coach. What's interesting about this year's team and last year's team too, but especially this year's team is that he's back to playing the kind of ball he won with at Stanford to a degree and especially mm -hmm. at San Francisco. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're just a physical, physical team run first team and uh, with some timely quarterback playing. Now, obviously Andrew Luck is a, kind of a, a different deal but well he also decided he also decided like um we can't keep getting beat by these crossing patterns at ohio state this pro pass no exactly yeah can we get a pro style defense in here let me call my bro i mean that's that that is not a secret to anybody every michigan fan should watch the baltimore ravens play a game because it's the defense is almost exactly the same it's crazy how much it matches up yeah they were killing them and they also had to get faster too i mean right i mean i yeah. would this oh, yeah. def, this defense is probably as fast a defense as, he, as he's had especially yeah. even more than last year's but real quickly because we need to take another break um and we'll have plenty of time to talk about michigan uh and tcu next week when carlos is back sure. sorry sorry mark it's okay but uh real quickly uh what's your What's your thought on what's going to happen out in the desert on uh, New Year's Eve? Uh, not just the desert, but the coast, man. They're winning it all. I just want to see your reaction when I say Who are they going to beat? Who are they going to beat? What do you mean, who are they going to beat? Whoever, whoever's in their way, Sean. So Ohio State or Georgia? So it doesn't matter is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it does not matter, but oh, my God, would that be great to beat the Buckeyes twice in one year? 
Even more than Georgia? You don't think Georgia would give you a little bit more cachet? I don't care about Georgia. <laughs> I would love to beat Ohio State twice okay. in one year. Okay, and you're not worried about playing them again and losing them to them? Well, I mean, yeah, of course you worry about that. It's hard to beat a team twice in a year, but I mean, you, you got to play who's in front of you. And if I can pick some team to beat, it would be Ohio State. I mean, it'd be more fun. Yeah, no, you're right. It would be more fun. What I, it I would mean, mean to the both schools and the rivalry to no, have the there'd be no the national championship. Be able, to hold, be able to hold that over them for the rest of your life, right? I sure. Mean, all alternative. No, if you lose, if you lose, fine. But we still beat you at your house. It's more impressive no than winning on a uh, neutral site. No, plus Georgia is a tougher matchup, I would assume. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, I don't yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We, we we should say that. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I, it's yeah. a better matchup for us. This team was built to beat Ohio State. So yeah, no, it's true. It's totally. I don't want to see Georgia again. Ugh. Yeah. Well, so they're going to beat TCU, right? Oh come on, yeah. It won't be close. Nobody saved this audio. They're going to beat them handily. Okay, now you sound like a fan. That's great. They, they, who knows? <laughs> we will see. They got an NFL. He's going to. It'll be close at halftime, and we'll outscore by twenty-one in the second half. Isn't that how the season goes? Yeah, that's pretty much how the season's gone, and how this podcast has gone. Is it? I uh, don't, Sean. I don't know. I just. I don't know. What do you mean you don't better. know? I just you, think that nobody knows. I, your professional. Your professional life is spent with people that yeah, know I'll everything be, about I'll everything. Be honest. I'll be honest. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on and how they're gaming for each other. I just think uh, I think we're going to game better and we have better players. You know who knows? I'm biased because I went there. You know who you you graduated from Michigan. Congratulations. You know who knows though all of this, Carlos. What does he know? He knows everything. He doesn't know who's going to win this game. Nobody knows. He just chooses not to share if that you, information. If you, if anybody knows, they'd, they'd be so rich because they'd bet the money line of every game. Well, he doesn't care about being rich. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is he knows everything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, so all, all that right. being said, yeah, Michigan will win. Okay. That sounds good. That's a great play. We, we need to, uh, what? we need to take a, uh, Take one more break, my man, and we're gonna come back and wrap up uh wrap up this show with the my favorite thing section. The World Cup? Oh. Oh, we didn't even talk about the World Cup. Did we? Uh, I, I think most if, Americans. If that's are your done, favorite done thing, with then it. save that for your favorite thing, all right? Well, that makes me sound shallow. No, it doesn't. All right, go ahead. No, it doesn't. All right. We'll be right back with more free press sports with Carlos and Sean. Hello. I'm Phil Friend, the host and producer of Spartan Speak, a podcast collaboration between the Detroit Free Press and Lansing State Journal focusing on Michigan State sports. Each week, I'm joined by the OGs of the MSU podcasting game, freak beat writer Chris Slarry and LSJ sports columnist Graham Couch, as we discuss and dissect the latest sports news coming out of East Lansing. Not only is Spartan Speak one of, if not the longest-running MSU sports podcast out there, you won't find a show with two people as clued into the Spartans as Chris and Graham, each of whom has spent a decade-plus covering MSU and bring years of institutional knowledge and insight to the podcast. And once in a while, they'll let me throw out a take as well. Along with discussing the latest news, we'll break down the Spartans' last game in the hardwood and the gridiron. What went right? What went wrong? Jet sweep. Again? For both Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, get you ready for the next game, make predictions, and so much more. We can also guarantee at least one reference to Kalamazoo every podcast. So if you haven't already, download, subscribe, and listen to Spartan Speak on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your podcast app of choice. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlson, Sean, Mark. Uh, you know, thank you, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thank you for asking me. To, to, well, of course, it's my my privilege to uh, to prop me up. It's normally I think Carlos. I was just I think I was just standing next to you when you found out Carlos wasn't available this week. Oh no! Well, it was actually we kind of knew this ahead of time, but no, that's a good story. I just uh, I want to thank you for propping me up. It's uh, it's a it's not easy to do. Carlos has to put up with me every week, and um, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to, but uh, but he chooses to, and uh, I'm grateful for that too. We didn't have a big argument, though. We need a big argument, right? Isn't that uh, sports talk nowadays? You I guess so. Something. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the way it's going. I don't know. You and I don't generally argue. It's it's uh, it's the other part of our uh, the other co-host <laughs> of our that's true. our podcast uh, that we argue with, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and for your sake, Carlos, on this one, it's all their fault. Yeah, it is. Well, you know why? Because they're not here. They're not there. They're similar personalities too, right? You know, they they sure. like. They like themselves a little bit too much on this <laughs> on the surface. Yeah, we just don't like each other ourselves. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like myself at all, and uh, I don't pretend to like myself. So uh, you know, <laughs> that's it's. I don't know. It's just simplified that way, right? Sure. 
Yeah. All right. Enough psychoanalysis. <laughs> personalities. Yeah. No. Uh, my former, uh, one of my former sports editors, the great G Myers, actually, who ran the Free Press Sports Department for years and years, who was fantastic, used to say to me that I was the happiest depressed person he ever knew. Is that a compliment or is that? Uh, I'm not sure. I but can't I, figure that I one thought, out. I thought that's, uh, you know, was your first response to go, I'm not happy or I'm not depressed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. In any case, all right, time for the favorite thing. Have you come up with something? Or do you, you want, want me, me to go, go first? first? I, I can. You can. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to do two because one's kind of a jumping off point. And the other is just kind of, you know, people can roll their eyes at it. Um, you can roll your eyes at my, my favorite thing was today. I, I got to go to the kids school and participate in the Christmas party um, with my pre-K daughter, which was a lot of fun. I got to read to the class. Um, got to do pin the carrot on the snowman. So That's a lot of awesome. Fun. No, That's it's awesome. I gotta tell you, I live in a very cynical world and people around me. So it's kind of nice to see, you know, life through children's eyes sometimes and know the madness that goes on at their school. So that it was chaos, but it's the kind of chaos that when you're done with it, it's like, ah, that, that was fun. That was good to see that, you know, to see a bunch of uh, four, four and five year olds. So that's, that's the real one in the world of sports. It's undoubtedly that game on Sunday on the pitch. Uh, over in Cotter with the World Cup finale because it was just a fantastic game. Wait, 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 uh, wait. Will you, will you explain to Carlos what pitch is? <laughs> it's the field that they play on okay. in soccer. Yeah, right. um, but, I mean, it was a fun. I don't know. Did you watch it? I watched the uh, the end of it at the in the Giants, excuse Such me, a, the, at the, the Jets press box at, uh, in the Meadowlands. Such an American. Well, I was working. Because you're so, working. No, yeah, <laughs> but I did, but I did see um, – I did see the end of it and it was riveting. The whole, the entire press box was glued to the glued to televisions. Yeah. 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 And, and honestly, I don't care if soccer ever takes hold in this country. Like it doesn't, it can be the seventh most popular sport in this country or the 70th. It doesn't matter to me because I love it. I think it's a great sport, but that game, we don't, well, once again, it's about living in the moment, right. And realizing greatness when you see it. So you have a 35 year old Lionel Messi, the greatest player of his generation. I finally met he's better than Ronaldo. He got the, I mean, not just that game, but the whole world cup. He, he was phenomenal and led that team, led that nation, you know, to a championship. Their first one, I think it was 86 with Mar- Maradona. With Maradona. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's that greatest player. And now we're seeing, I think he's 22 killing Mbappe. Oh, who is by far going to be, I mean, I, I already, put the crown on him he is going to be the best player of his generation is he going to surpass what Messi has done in these last uh 17 years i don't know that remains to be seen but you have these two great guys who are teammates by the way on their professional club team battle each other and battle each other so well it was just in the world of sport watching that for you know three hours was just like wow these are two of the greatest players and they're playing just peak performance on the biggest stage it's that's just cool to see that you don't always get to see that no surrounded by a lot of other good players really good players right? sure sure but make uh, to me no doubt it wasn't argentina france it was mbappe and messi no no question especially if you're not french or argentinian so um sure or mm-hmm. an argentine right where the, or it's a little bit different no that was that was really something and i and i love the reaction people had it was funny because i was <laughs> sitting in the because uh, fox had the game the world cup final and I was sitting in a press box that was about, you know, watching it, about to watch a game that was going to be yeah. broadcast by Fox. And so all the reactions of we're going to go from Argentina and France to Detroit <laughs> and New York. You know, you know, but you know. I mean, this this sums up uh, soccer in America. It's that Fox could not get to that football that American football game fast enough after the championship. Yeah, I heard people yeah. complaining about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, that was fun and all. Now let's get to our real sport. Yeah, podcast. no, I know it was, I, and I get it. I, it's fine. I was ready for the Lions at that point, but what a game! Well, that's really, really great with your about your daughter. I, I, I miss those days sometimes. I mean, no matter what age they get, you, you, you have those moments. It's different you can come to the moments. next party. That'd be great. Different kind of moments, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's when they're young like that, and you get to go into the school. I'd love, I'd love being able to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I would go talk in the the classroom once in a while and. It's fun. And these, yeah, it these is. years fly by. So I try they, to. Oh, you know. they're so quick. They're so quick. But that's great. And then, of course, the World Cup. I think uh, if you're objective at all, a little, you would you would say, hey, this is one of the best sporting events 
games moments of of the last few decades right mm-hmm. a couple of decades oh yeah oh yeah i mean it was just spectacular it was a great game on the biggest stage of of you know the world's biggest sport yeah and it's so it's kind of hard to top that um i though am not going to go with soccer as much okay. fun as that was and i did enjoy wherever i was you know walking out of the hotel there's people crowd around the tv in the lobby and then getting in an uber and there are people listening to it and you know, and then walking to the stadium, you can overhear people talking about it a little bit, watching on their phones, walking up. So that part was kind of cool, right? Yeah. Just the, the 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 journey from the hotel in Newark to get up to uh, the stadium in East Rutherford. It's not that far, I don't know, mm-hmm. 20, 20 minutes or so. But um, but that but that was cool, right? You you felt really connected to that game. It's New York too, right? Yeah. So, or I mean, very, I was technically technically New Jersey, but yeah, right. Very so, international area. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that so that part was cool. But I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stay, in a way, with with that day, and uh, and and get back to the Jets and the Lions, and not the game itself, but my favorite thing for the past week was the reaction of Lions fans and some people that I know, people in the family. And the the shock and relief a little bit also, but also just the joy of what another team missed a field goal and we we won the game, and then all the texting, yeah. And I because I got some of that, not you know just people sort of sharing it with me, friends and family. And the one my fa- my favorite one was a friend of mine who said texted me and said she went down into the basement of her home because she couldn't watch. The really? last six, the last sixty seconds, she could not watch, and then figured out from her son, I guess, yelling up above, <clears throat> that they'd won, and then immediately getting on her, you know, her her phone and texting her father, lives in another state, who's been a Lions fan for almost eighty years or whatever, and her sharing, she actually screenshotted some of the text thread, and just their their disbelief and joy. Yeah. In that moment, for a team that is seven and seven, yeah. So enjoy, right. enjoy the ride. I mean, right? Because I, just, I, I can, I can hear people that are listening. That's going, they're just going to lose their last three games, and they might, <laughs> and and yeah, they might. Sure, maybe they but do. For but the, you know but, what? I don't care. Right now, it's a blast. But for the last two Sundays, I would even contend for a lot of you that. Have to game. be, you have to be a very miserable human being to think that way or you're just not a fan of this team no it's and you're, it's, it's and you're trolling people but if you're a fan of this team and that's how you're thinking man come on enjoy the ride it's been a blast it has there was there was a little bit of that with the buffalo the buffalo game right there was sure and then it sort of ended um that was a tough tough loss but the couple of sundays after that it started with that minnesota game and then the way they won the jets game the, the I, I think people are trying to get their head around what is really happening because it's only only one team in the history of the league's ever started off one and six and gone to a playoff right and it was do you know uh, cincinnati and it was a long time ago it was in the Hmm. 70s maybe so it's been a long long time it it never really happens that's one thing too the the history of this franchise and the relationship these hands have with the franchise so the so in that context the fact that this is happening um, and you're right. They may lose to Carolina. They may lose to Chicago, Green Bay, or some combination, and it'll all be over. But for the last couple of Sundays, particularly this past Sunday, um, the way people have reacted, the way they are expressing and sharing that 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 joy with their friends and family, um, and getting to be and getting looped in on that a little bit Sunday night mm-hmm. from people from people back here, that was cool. And think that, about that that, that. that was cool because I, I don't remember the last time. What the Wings won in the Cup, and when's the last time? Well, Pistons uh, maybe. Um, yeah, it goes back. But before, no, I mean, but just, once again, football is just a yeah. And and you know the other I, thing ba- too, we, baseball. We, I mean the ti- the Tigers had some moment because I, I they did. The hierarchy, no, hierarchy is football and baseball. Or Donia's the walk off homer to yeah. send the Tigers the, to the World Series. That, that was a, a that was great nuts. great. That was a, a great moment. But what these last two Sundays have shown you, especially this last Sunday, it, it proves what we what we all know, right? If this team gets really, really good, this tunnel it makes a run. Oh, it, it, <laughs> we'll yeah. go insane. We won't we, we won't know what to do. And I know uh, we say that, but yeah. Well, think about this. You know, they play Christmas Eve, one o'clock. People will be gathering, and the TV will be on, not just as background noise or images because all oh, the Lions are on. Let's let's look and see how bad they're losing. 
people will be engaged in that game a lions carolina game on christmas eve and people will be engaged that's a good thing man it is so that so real quickly so that was my sport so i i wanted to do mine i wanted to do mine reverse here because i like your idea of doing two things one sports one non sports and i'll talk to carlos about and see if he's okay with that i'm already reshaping things yeah yeah you are you are lots of influence mark but i wanted to reverse mine because so my other favorite thing, my non-sports favorite thing, is that uh, my son graduated from college, and Friday and uh, Friday night we had a gathering for him, uh, family and friends, which was which was great, just watching him. And then Saturday uh, at the ceremony, watching him walk, and it took him a couple of extra years, uh, like it, not as long as it took me though. <laughs> and um, you know, when he was little, sc- school was tough for him. I don't think he will mind me sharing this in, the, in this platform. It, it was, it was, he had some, some things he had to kind of figure out that were not his fault at all. Right. And um, it took him a reading and, and, and processing and some of those things that, that uh, you know, a lot of kids have to deal with from time to time. So for him to figure that out and get to where he got to, and, um, you know, I don't talk a lot about my kids in the public and I don't share it much on Facebook or anything, but, but, uh, to end up on a, on a, on the Dean's list at the end, wow, knowing where he was and the, the work he put in and, um, you know, starting off at a junior college, transferring to a four-year college, uh, not, you know, getting through some, some doubt, all that kind of thing. We all go through that, but, uh, watching him walk. Yeah, that was, that was cool. So that was, that was something just uh pride you're just is it, yeah is it the, the pride is pride and, and and happiness for him is there any sadness at all uh a little bit uh, yeah bitter, bitter bittersweetness uh, absolutely because, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it's that that's a weird that's weird i mean because he's got such a his, his presence is just yeah you know the mixture of of, of pride and just sadness when you're a parent no so, there, 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 there's, there's no feeling like it no, there's there's no question. There's no question. But um, but yeah, no. To 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 see that, I mean, it's funny because I I that's write excellent. about that. I write about that from time to time. I watch that as part of my job. Is and that's the beautiful thing about sports is you you watch people get to accomplish certain things or win in a way or even just making a professional league in some way and the work they put in, the things they've overcome in their lives. You know. Um, it's all relative, of course, but so I write about that. So I, you know, right? Yeah, we love no, that as human beings. Great stories love. until they fumble. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's totally... I mean, that's the other part about sports that makes it great is that guy sucks when <laughs> it's you know things that happen all the time in sports. No, it's 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 emotionally it's true. It's it is, it is, and and just good. watching people watching people stick stick with things when it's yeah. not e- when it's not easy because life's not life's hard. As you know, it's, it's really hard, but boy, is it rewarding. It can be. And, yeah. uh, so yeah. So, Hey, being alive is better than being dead. I've heard. Well, yeah, I guess as we, as we wouldn't know, hopefully we won't know anytime soon, but, uh, it's my profound thought for the week. <laughs> being alive is better than being there, dead. There you go. Well, that's, that's a nice uplifting way to, um, it's pretty, to life's, pretty life's pretty simple in that way. It really is. It really is. So yeah. So those are my things. Uh, thank you for thank you for allowing us to do a sports and a non sports. I'll I'll see what Carlos has to say. And help me avoid those kids that I spent all that morning with. They're upstairs. Oh. I, don't, I didn't have to. I didn't have to see him for the last hour while we did this. By the way, is that is that who's that? Is that Jackie Chan? Where? Oh yeah, that's my Jackie Chan. That's my autographed Jackie Chan face. Nice. You know yeah. everybody. Throw a punch you? at him and he blocked it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I, I can take on a whole tour of the uh, rock room memorabilia down here. Well, cool. Well, listen, man, thank you again for taking the time and filling in for Carlos. And um, it's a pleasure, you know, putting up with my Eeyoreness. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. I love you, Sean. <laughs> it's not. Uh, well, I, I love you too, man. Or, or No, I'm going to say Mark. You don't need to say man. You can make it well, real. Am I not, you, am I not a you, man? When you say I love you, you say, man. Is that when you say I love you, man. When you say I love you, man, that's like that's like uh, when men hug each other, and it's not really a hug, right? It's a it's mostly a slap on the back. It's yeah. o- it's okay to hug though, right? It's uh, I don't need to. En- I don't know if I want you to embrace me. I'll take I'm not talking the- about I'll massaging your the- shoulders. I'll just take a pat on the back from you. You weirdo. Okay. okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'll, uh, <laughs> you can say I love you, Mark. You don't have to say I love you, man, and and tone it down that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, and. uh Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that. 
all that yep back right back at you i will uh see you after the holidays right when we're back with the mls solo detroit you got it yep and you every will tuesday at noon every tuesday at noon you'll be back with drew and mike yep every all sunday right. through thursday yes sir and, and charlie Ladoff. every monday and thursday want to yeah. give you want to give you more plug and we will Thank be you. back carlos and i will be back next week with more free press sports with Carlos and Sean, real quickly, we want to thank, uh, well, Andrew Hammond, who's making this possible, who's uh, our producer here. We want to thank Anjanette Delgado. Hopefully she doesn't bleep out some of your stuff. We'll see, Mark. I'm not that I'm Sorry. trying to put her Sorry on the spot. That. Well, you know, hey, it's it, you know, she's got bosses too, so you know how this <laughs> thing is. What happens Kirk- when you go rogue? It's true. It's true. We want to thank uh, Kirkland Crawford, who is also a co-producer of this show, along with Anjanette, of course, and Kirk is also the sports uh, the free press sports editor and we want to thank peter batia the executive editor of the free press uh he's the one that makes all of this possible listen uh if you like the show rate us uh tell us yeah. what you think subscribe please you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast at apple spotify i don't know mark do you have your own place to find podcasts um i just use my phone Please use your phone. Right. All right. Well, pull yeah. that phone out. And give us. Everybody sh- knows where to get podcasts from. Yeah. If, you to, if you're listening to it, you already know. You 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 do already know. I'm just saying. Just subscribe. It makes it even easier. A friendly little reminder on your screen. You want yeah, right to rate and review it. That's what really helps the show. And then uh, word of mouth. Tell everybody. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your family. You know, even if they like soccer. Tell your enemies. Yeah. Exactly. Tell everybody. How about that? All right. Until, uh, until uh, I don't know what, we'll, we'll talk to you again, Mark, at some point. I hope we'll have you back in. I'd love to. Okay, we'll do this again. We will uh, be back next week with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening today.